Ruchim and welcome everyone. This is our final shir of Tavshin Pegimel. So, thank you everybody for joining us in uh, the shurim this year. And we thank the Rebbein for giving us the Siyata Deshmaya to gather together for Limana Torah. Where Mispalel HaKadosh Baruch Hu grant us good health, Kayach, and Siyata Deshmaya to come together next year, Bezus Hashem, uh, with Besuras Taivais. Um, this, the Shurim on Sefer Devarim are again generously sponsored by Dr. Zakim Umeshpachta, Lilay Nishmas, Rav Shom Eliezer ben Rav Yaakov Zakim, whose yard site was this week, and also Lilay Nishmas, Rivka Bas Tovi Halevi, Dr. Zakim's mother, Viganeda and Temenu Chasim, they should be Melitze Yisharim for their whole family, Adbi Asko El Tzedek. Tonight's learning should be Lilay Nishmas, my wife's grandfather, Naftali Herzka, Ben Aaron Mordechai, Viganeda and Temenu Chasai, should be a male for all of his descendants, for his whole family, for Bane Chayim Mazaynay, Surah's Taivais, Adbi Yaskoel Tzedek. Tonight's shir is dedicated firstly by daily giving. We spoke about daily giving many times, but now we're right before the Yom Hadin. Chavetz Chaim says that one should treat the spiritual world like a business, which means in business, the best way to make money is when you're sleeping. If you could have a business going that while you're sleeping, you're making money, that's the best kind of business. So in the spiritual world, if you could be doing your thing and you've already set aside from the beginning of the year a dollar a day so that no matter what happens, it could be Rosh Chodesh, it could be a three-day Rosh Chodesh, it could be a a nine-day Hanukkah, whatever happens during the year, you know you're giving a dollar a day to tzedakah and you're automatically giving an extra 365, you're gaining an extra 365 mitzvahs it's a very worthwhile investment and uh, a wise decision before the Yom Then You could go to dailygiving.org. Many listeners have already signed up. Okay, tonight's shir is also dedicated by my good friend Rabbi Yaakov Mizrahi. Hashem should bless him and his family with good health, happiness, Hatzlacha, Abi Yaskel Tzedek. Tonight's shir is also dedicated anonymously in appreciation to Hashem for Hatzlacha by a generous individual. Tonight's shir is dedicated by my good friend Rabbi Yeshaya Levi on the occasion of his sister's second yard site on Chav Ches Elul. Um, should be, the learning should be Lele Nishmas Elisheva Rachel Bluma Bas Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Tonight's shir is also dedicated by executive dry cleaning. If you want to get a good press on your suit, if you want to come into the Yom Hadin looking respect, respectively, Go to executive dry cleaning. I am a very proud patron of executive dry cleaning. You don't want to waste time. You want to call them up, pick up my suit. They're going to get your suit. They're going to do an excellent job and they're going to bring it back to your house. So you don't have to waste time. You can listen to more shiurim. So that's also a good decision before the Yom Adin. Save time. Use executive dry cleaning. Okay, if anybody wants to be Mishtatev um, in any of the upcoming Sarim, the one on the queue right now is Reb Meir Balhanes in English for Art Scroll, hopefully for Hanukkah. can be Mishtatev in that as well. Rabbi Isai, here we are. We're only 48 hours from the Yom Adin. We know that the, the centerpiece of the Yom Tif of Rosh Hashanah is, of course, the Shoifar. The Gemara tells us in Masech the Rosh Hashanah, Dav Tazayin. Amar of Yehuda, Mishum Rabbi Akiva. Why does the Torah say, bring an Oimer on Pesach? Because Pesach, we're being judged on the grain. So therefore, you want to have a blessed year with the grain. 
So serve Hashem with the grain to have a blessed year with the grain. And why does the Torah say bring Shtei Alechem on Atzeres? Because on Atzeres we're judged on the fruit. So basically, Hashem is giving us an inside scoop. The inside scoop is, if you're being judged on something, serve Hashem with that item to elicit favor from heaven regarding that item. And why do we pour water on Sukkot? Because we're being judged on water. So if you're being judged on water, you, you know, you gotta serve Hashem with water. How are you gonna serve Hashem with water? You're gonna pour it on the Mizbeach. Says the Gemara. And what do we do on Rosh Hashanah? We say, Malchiyos, Zechroinos, and Trefarois. Malchiyos, we proclaim God as the King. Zechroinos, so that your remembrance will go up to Hashem for good. And with what? With the shaifar. In other words, what is the instrument of success on Rosh Hashanah? The shaifar. That's how we have a good year. In other words, how do you have a good year? You blow the shaifar. If you don't blow the shaifar, you blew it. You're not. The Gemara says, the way that Hashem remembers us for the good is with the shaifar. Amar Rabbi Avahu, why do we blow the shaifar of the aisle? God says, blow the shaifar of the aisle, so I'll remember Akedas Yitzchak, and I'll consider it like you sacrificed yourself. Listen carefully to an original insight. It's Pashud. On all of these Yom and Toivim, you serve Hashem with what you're being judged. The only thing is, well, how do you serve Hashem with what you're being judged on Rosh Hashanah? So on, on Sukkot, we're being judged on water, so you pour water. What are we being judged on on Rosh Hashanah? Our life. So somehow in Rosh Hashanah, you got to give your life to God. How do you give your life to God? You say, God, this world doesn't belong to me. You're in charge. That's how you give when your life is on the line and you're being judged on your life. You say to Hashem, Rebunisham, I give you my life. How? I don't control this world. You control. And it's considered like you did the Akedah, so it's like you offered your life to Hashem. So obviously... If on a Rosh Hashanah, you're going to come into shul and you're going to pull every trick in the world, right? You're going to do every skula and every mitzvah. You're not going to build a shoifer. Nah, it ain't going to work. The shoifer is the key. The Gemara even says on Tezayin Amad Why do we build the shoifer? The Gemara says, well, yeah, that's a good question because God told you to. What do you mean, why do we build the shoifer? So the Gemara says, you know why? Why do we build the shoifer twice? You want to confuse the Satan. Says Rashi, when the Satan hears that Klai Yisrael love mitzvahs, he's silenced. And you know, it's not easy for people to be quiet. Especially for some people. For people who like to talk, it's not easy for them to be quiet. And the Satan likes to talk. So it's probably not easy to silence him. And yet the shoifer silences him. Rashi says he sees how much we love mitzvahs. Toysvah says that he actually thinks Mashiach is coming. The shoifer is so important in the beginning of the year. The Gemara says on Tezayin Medbez, Am Rabbi Yitzchak, Kal Shana She'ein Toiken La Betchilasa Marien La Besoifa. Any year that they don't blow in the beginning of the year, it's bad in the end of the year. Not sometimes, not usually, not most of the time, always, always. It is always bad in the begin in the end of the year if you don't blow in the beginning of the year. Says Tosis, what's that talking about? Why wouldn't somebody blow 
in the beginning of the year. So we said, what do you mean? He's an Avarion, he's a Russia. He decided not to go to Shul and blow. Toysus says, of course, that, that goes without saying. Says Toysus, you know what we're talking about? Someone's an Oynus! Their circumstances beyond their control and they can't go to hear the shofar. They're ill. They can't hear the shofar. Chas Hashem, they're in the hospital. They're homebound. Says Toysus, by hook or by crook, even if it's not your fault, if you're not going to hear the shofar, it's going to be a bad end of the year. It doesn't matter why. There are no excuses. A person could be ill. So the question is, why is that true? If an oinus happens, then, and you can't hear the shepherd, it's not your fault, it's going to be a bad end of the year. Why would that be? That doesn't make sense. Why would it be a bad year if you don't blow the shepherd? I understand if you chose not to hear the shepherd, it's going to be a bad end. But what if somebody had circumstances beyond their control? They were on their way to shul, and they got kidnapped by aliens, Right, you know there there's extraterrestrial life, and they took them to Mars for two days, and then they came back. So it's not the guy's fault, and he came. He tried to ward them off, and there's nothing he could do. He got kidnapped. Still, the Gemara says, according to Tosis, it's going to be a bad ending. Why don't we apply the rule? He shave lasos mitzvah venenas malalav kilasa. Yeah, says in Ashachachma. Says Rav Aaron Cutler, you know why? Oynes is not an excuse. Because the Gemara says, how does Hashem remember us for good? Through the Shoifar. So you're right, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you didn't hear the Shoifar. But you also can't get a good year because the only way you could get a good year is if the Shoifar is blown. You know, it's like somebody, you know, there's an illness. And the only way to be cured is if you get a vaccine, let's say. Let's say that there was an illness that vaccines actually worked. Let's say there was such a thing. Okay? And somebody couldn't make it to get the vaccine because, I don't know, they got a flat tire. And anyone who got the vaccine is cured. So could the person come and say to the doctor, yeah, but I should be cured because it's not my fault that I didn't get the vaccine. Pal, you're right, it's not your fault. But if you didn't get the vaccine, you're not going to get better. Says the Meshachachma, the shoifar is like medicine. It doesn't matter that it's not your fault that you didn't take it. If you didn't blow the shoifar, it's not gonna be a good year. It doesn't matter why. You're excused, not your fault. Nice boy, good boy, fine boy. You know, it's like, um, the guy, the, the kid misses shear for two weeks. So the Rebbe says, what's gonna be with you? The kid said, what do you mean? It's not my fault. I didn't say it's your fault, but you're not going to become a Tamil Chacham on it's not your fault. You still didn't learn. It's not going to make up for what you missed. Right? What do you mean the Dairaisa? So that's Toysus. Toysus says that even if there's an oinus that you didn't blow the shoifar, it's going to be a bad year. Comes Toysus, and Toysus says, but not if it comes out on Shabbos. If it comes out on Shabbos, then you're good. So the Achroinim ask, Ravaran Cutler in the Mishnah Svabaran, Chilak Beis, page Reish, the Meshachachma, if when extenuating circumstances don't allow you to blow the shoifar, it's going to be a bad year because you didn't take your medication, 
and you don't get cured, and Hashem can't remember you for the good. So what difference does it make if it's circumstances beyond your control or if it's Shabbos? Why Shabbos is it smooth sailing? Why is the coast clear? What's the chiluk between Oynes and Shabbos? That's the million dollar question. On Chav Ches Elul, Tavshin Pei Gimel, 48 hours before the Yom What's the difference between Oynes if when an oinus happens, the satan doesn't get confused because he doesn't think Mashiach is coming or he doesn't see our love for mitzvahs, then why is Shabbos different? By the way, you're all familiar that there's a fundamental difference between the Bavli and the Yishami when it comes to Rosh Hashanah that comes out on Shabbos. We have two psalms. One Pasuk says, Yom Trua, they are blowing. And one Pasuk says, by the way, you know, people say, I only follow the written law. In Judaism, there's no such thing as a written law. The written law has no, has no meaning and explanation without the oral law. You know what the Torah says about Rosh Hashanah? It's a day of blowing. That's what. So, come into Shul, what are we supposed to do? With a bag of Kleenex? A box of Kleenex? Blow your nose? Come in, pull in with a BMW? And... Eh, I mean, that's all it says, a day of blowing. Without Tarshav Peh, the Tarshav Echsav has no standing Bechlal. But another Pasuk says, Zichrain Shua. Yeah? Stira. The Yushalmi says, Yom Shua, when Rosh Hashanah comes out during the week. Zichrain Shua, when it comes out on Shabbos. Aye, the Yushalmi asks, but in the Beis Hamikdash they blew? Different Rasha. Says I then anywhere that there's a bezdin, no, only b'makam karbanos. That's Yushami. The Yushami says Yom Trua during the week, Zichron Trua on Shabbos. According to the Yushami, we don't blow shofar on Shabbos. Midai Raisa, not Midrabanan. Midai Raisa, not Exera. Midai Raisa. The Bavli argues. The Bavli says what? Why wouldn't you be allowed to blow shofar on Shabbos? Not a malacha. It's chachma ve'in a malacha. There's no isra d'arais to blow shofar on Shabbos. Therefore, the Yisham, the Bavli says there's no difference between yom Shrua and zichrayim Shrua. The reason we don't blow shofar is gzeira d'raba. What's gzeira? Raba said shema yavirenu dalad amos. So I had a new. You know, we, we've been speaking a lot about Raba recently. Raba was the one who always started off shiram with jokes. That's Raba, right? And we we said. Parshas Ekev, a year and a half ago, why did Rabbah always start off with jokes? Rabbah lived a very uh, tragic life. He had many funerals in his family. Nobody liked him. The Gemara says, Sunny lay Kula Pampadisa. Nobody liked him. Now you could imagine, when Rabbah got up in the shul and they were about to blow Shoifer on Shabbos, Rabbah said, No! No Shoifer on Shabbos! They said, What do you mean? But we're going to have a bad year! Nah, you think that was a popular decree? I guarantee you, Rabbah's decree was not popular. And when Rabbah said no Lulav on Shabbos, I don't think that was popular either. And when he said no Megillah on Shabbos, these three decrees were probably the three most unpopular decrees in history. We once spoke about that Rabbi Kiva uh, Yosef Schlesinger wanted to reinstate blowing the Shofar on Shabbos. We spoke about that three years ago. COVID. What? During COVID. Yeah, I couldn't breathe during this year. It was it was post COVID. So, the Bavli holds that we don't blow Shefer Midrabana. Now, 
this Shabbos we're going to say Zichroin Shua. It seems like it's according to the Yushalmi. No. Even the Bavali could hold that the Chumash itself refers to a situation where we don't blow Midrabanon. You know why? Rabbi Yosef Engel writes that the Gezerah of Rabbah was an early Gezerah. You know how early it was? When Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Harsinai, it was already in effect. So when the Pasuk says, Zichrein Shua, just remember the Shaifar, it's Midrabanon. The Gezerah of Midrabanon is the biblical, of biblical age, Rabbi Yosef Engel says. Okay. Says Rabbi Aaron Cutler, let's think about this Gezerah for a moment. Imagine a guy, he's, it's Shabbos. And everybody knows, until the Gezerah Drabanan, you're allowed to blow the Shafran on Shabbos, according to the Babli. What are we afraid he's going to do? In the heat of the moment, he's going to carry the Shafran for Amis. Why? He wants to learn how to blow. What would the Halacha be if he carried the Shafran? Would he be Chayv Misa? No, because he forgot. Would he have to bring a carbon Chatas? No, because he's doing a mitzvah. In his mind, he's running with the shofar to learn how to blow. This is, has a din of ta'a bidvar mitzvah, putter. He doesn't have to do anything. It's not really a big deal. Because it's not like he forgot and he turned on a life. If someone's involved in doing a mitzvah and in the act of doing a mitzvah, he, he does an avera, putter. He's, he's off the hook. He still did an avera, but no carbon is needed. So the whole cheshash is somebody in the course of doing a mitzvah might carry. Big deal. Big deal. What's so terrible? How many people are going to do this already? And by the way, Toysus points out, if you look at number 13, it doesn't say you're going to take it from Rishus HaYochet to Rishus HaRabim. Because no one would ever forget and take a shoifer from the Rishus HaYochet to Rishus HaRabim because there's a clear a demarcation between Rishos HaYochel and Rishos HaRabim. What we're afraid of is someone's going to find the shoifer in the Rishos HaRabim. Now, I don't know about you, I've found very interesting things in my life. I've never found the shoifer in the Rishos HaRabim. And I like to walk. Everybody knows that. I know. You know, people, And whenever I speak somewhere, I'm the guy who walks, right? I've found things. I could tell you on my walk from my house to North Woodmere, I have a list of the wildlife you would not believe. I've seen a shark. Seriously. Somebody threw a shark out of their window onto Branch Boulevard. A chicken in the forest. Fox. Turtle. I'm telling you. I could. I have a nice list. And my kids will confirm. I've never found a shoifer. Have you? Do you know anybody who's ever seen a shoifer? Maybe you're going to see a ram walking in the Shasarabim. I haven't seen that either. So we're mavatel, the entire mitzvah, lest you find the sheriff of the Shusarabim, and in the course of doing a mitzvah, carry it, which wouldn't even be a big deal. Next thing. Do you know what a Shusarabim is? How many people do you need for a Shusarabim? 600,000. Anyone here know a street that has 600,000 people going it? Right? How many? Ocean Parkway, they say. Ocean Parkway. What else? I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. The Bir Halacha says, a Rishos Harabim is Dover, She'ein, Matsoi, Klalu, Klal. It cannot, doesn't exist. 
So what do uh, we have to stir every Jew in the world from hearing the shofar? I remember, without giving away too many details, I was once a rabbi in a shul, and there was a very holy uh, woman there who didn't have much connection to Judaism, but she was. I, I never saw anyone so attached to the shofar. I never saw anyone the whole year. Shofar. So beautiful. She can't wait until she hears the shofar. And there was a guy blowing in that shul, I don't know, for 30 years, and then he didn't stop blowing. And she was mamish with anxiety. Who's going to blow the shofar? And then another guy, a young guy, took over. Wow, the, even better, he blows the shofar. Why, not, why am I mentioning this? Because people are attached to the shofar. So why do we have to stare every Jew who loves to hear the sound of the shofar? Why? Because maybe... In a, on Ocean Parkway, somebody's going to find a shoifar and forget, and he's going to carry it to the local rough. So now we have to disturb everyone in Klai. And, and we know if you don't blow Shabbos, you're going to have a bad year. No, it doesn't apply to Shabbos. Why doesn't it apply to Shabbos? So, the first answer, Rabbi Yosef said, from the Tzitz Eliezer, that, you see, the thing is, even though the Chacham were Oikert Kia Shoifar, we're still going to blow Shoifar on Shabbos. I mean, on Rosh Hashanah. How? So you say second day. No, but that's not, the, that's not good enough. We need to blow on, the, on Rosh Hashanah proper. It's one long day. By the way, just as an aside, there's an amazing Rabbi Yonis and Ibeshetz. Why is Rosh Hashanah Yoy Ma'arichta? Rosh Hashanah is the day who was created of the Marishan. Other Rishon was created on a Friday. We know that first Friday, it remained light for 36 hours straight. It was a Yoyma Arichta. So therefore, Rosh Hashanah was formulated as one long day. So we're blowing on Rosh Hashanah. We're blowing on the first day. What do you mean? It's the second day. No, Rosh Hashanah is formulated as one long day. So just in case we don't blow on the first day. Now this is not going to work for a guy who gets kidnapped by aliens. Right? If the guy's an Oynas... He is not going to have a good year, but at least it works for for Shabbos. By the way, because not really Yom It's only Yom to answer this question. So the truth is that when it comes to Shachianu, we beikur hold. If you don't have a new suit and you don't have a new fruit, you still make Shachianu. Shachianu is going on the day. In fact, Roshama Zalman said, if your kavana is on the fruit only, it's a hefzik in the... Your kavana has to be, it's going on the day, and l'ravcha demilsa, just in case it's also going on the new fruit. But regarding conceptually having uh, Rosh Hashanah without tkiah, you still have it. You know, in other words, the shofar offers spiritual protection. So you've made the... Um, you're still within the... We have an attorney here. The statue of limitations for the blowing of the shofar. You've made the statue of limitations. Legabe halacha, it's a separate day. But regarding the spiritual protection, it's all part of the first day. By the way, the Tzitzel Yezer says that you could say a drush on the words of the Gemara. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, in Be'a, Dalen the Gemara asks, now that we're certain about the calendar, my time why do we do make two days? Says Gemara, they sent from there. 
Zimnin de Gazu Amachas Gezerah. Maybe the the government will make a decree. Va'asil akalkule, and you're going to come to make an error. So, what's the reason we keep two days? Maybe things will revert back to a state of corruption. So the Tzitzel Yezar interprets this Gemara homiletically. You know what the Malchus that might make a is? Shamayim. You know why Shamayim might make a Gzera? Shamayim might make a Gzera because they're going to say, you didn't blow Shaifa this year. Say, what do you mean? It's because I'm so careful in Hilcha Shabbos. You know me. I'm Mr. Hilcha Shabbos. I would never violate any detail of Hilcha Shabbos. So Shamayim says, really? To the videotape. Let me, let me, uh, they, they pull out, uh, what, what about, you know, when you ate the watermelon and you plucked out the seeds? What about when you uh, brushed your teeth? What about, you know, and they're going to give a whole long list of things that people are not careful about. So you're going to tell me you didn't pull the shoifar because you're careful about Shabbos? Eh? And what about this laundry list of Shabbos violations? So therefore, we keep two days because maybe Shamayim will make a decree that we're not careful on Shabbos and it will cause devastation. So therefore, we keep two days to at least get in a little bit of shoifar on Rosh Hashanah. That's answer number one. Comes the Meshachachma, and the Meshachachma says a very beautiful approach. Meshachachma says to Kiyashefer's medicine. And if you don't take your medicine, you know, if someone has a is a diabetic, and they don't take their medicine, oh, it's not my fault, I forgot. You know, we're, not, we're not criticizing you. You're just not able to remain in this world. Right? You have to now go horizontal under the ground. Why? Because you didn't take the mess. But it's not my fault. It's a good guy. You're a good guy. We're not punishing you by burying you. You're, that's the reality. We have to bury you because you didn't take the medication. Says the Meshachachma, there's a secret over here. The secret is that Klal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu are like two beloved spouses that each one is concerned for the welfare of the other. So in our tefillin it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And in Hashem's tefillin, what does it say? Who's like the Jewish people? One nation on earth. We're praising Hashem, Hashem is praising us. We care about Hashem's honor, Hashem cares about our honor. Hashem says, take revenge for the Bnei Yisrael on Midian. So what does Moshe say? Take revenge against Midian for Hashem. That's our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ani l'doidi b'doidi li. Comes Rosh Hashanah. And Hashem says, Yidin, blow the shoifar. You're in big trouble. You're in hot water. You have the, the Satan. The Satan is a formidable po- prosecutor. Boy, does he have an inside story on you. He's He's got some bad re- report on you. You know, chapter and verse. You know, bullet points one after another. Blow the shoifer, Yedin. But Klai Yisrael says, okay, that's good for us to blow the shoifer. We're not going to do what's good for us. But, but Rebunisham, what's going to be with your honor? You created the world in six days. You have something that gives testimony to the creation of the world. Your treasure, Shabbos, proclaims your greatness. What's going to be with your honor, Hashem? So we say, come what may, with our personal welfare, Come what may with our life, with our livelihood, with our children. We're not going to do what's good for us. We're going to do what's good for you. 
We know you want to do what's good for us, but we want to do what's good for you. So we say, we throw our welfare away, come what may, we're going to serve and honor your honor. We say, Yiskadel v'yiskadel shmei rabah. Your great name should be magnified. So Hashem says, Ah, you're concerned for my honor. What a sacrifice. Hashem says, That is a greater zechus, even greater than the Shaifer Atzah. That's your merit on the Yom Hadin. That you're willing to forgo your advocacy in order to honor me. That's the zechus on the Yom Hadin. Why did they blow in the base we're not worried about uh, there's no shvus for Bignash. There's no Israel Drabana in the Mikdash. Ain't Shvus Bimikdash. Right? So the whole reason you don't blow is you might carry. In the Mikdash it's not an issue. Right? Ain Ain Shvus Bimikdash. Ain there are no Israel Drabana in the Mikdash. Comes the Avne Nazar and the Avne Nazar says, wait a second. Why do we blow the Shaifar? To remember what? Akedas Yitzchak. What's the zechus of Akedas Yitzchak? What, what's the merit? You know, Yitzchak's a smart man. He's a prophet. You know, the Avais kept the whole Torah before the Torah was given because they knew what God wanted. If you would have asked Yitzchak, does God want human sacrifice? He said, no way. If he would have wanted it, I would have done it long ago. I've come to the determination, God abhors human sacrifice. And when Avraham said, Hey Yitzchak, you wouldn't believe what God told me. I have to sacrifice you. Did Yitzchak think God wanted it? He said, I don't think so. I don't think so. He was a Navi also. And the proof that Yitzchak was right was in fact God didn't want Avraham to shecht him. So why did Yitzchak go through with it? Yitzchak said, I listened to the sages of Israel. I listened to the Chachmei Yisrael. Even if I don't understand. I might not understand when the Chachamim say, do this or don't do that. You know, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's right. I don't think they're right. You know, they're, they're telling these stories over from uh, Rav Aaron Shechter. They said over in one of the Hespedim, someone once came to Rav Aaron, you know, I don't, I don't think you're correct about this. He said, what? What right do you have to formulate an opinion? Well, you're one of the sages of Israel. You have no right to, to an opinion. So he thought about it. He said, no, you're right. What right do you have to say that I'm right? We mean I'm right. Like, I, who, who are you? You're one of the sages, or you're one of the Chachmei Yisrael? The zechus of the Akedah was being mavatel one's das to the true sages of Israel. Amunas Chachamim. But when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos and the Chachamim say, you know, we don't think you should blow Shofar. Can you imagine what they said in the back row in the shul? He's a rabbi. He's a rabbi. I don't know. I went to Yeshiva and I learned you should blow the Shofar. And the rabbi saying, he shouldn't blow the ship. He's a rabbi? No, 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 no. I don't know what religion he's working for. In my religion, we blow the shoifer. This guy, I'm saying, what do you think they said about rabbi? You, know, you, think, you, don't, you don't think there's a good reason they thought they didn't like rabbi? On Shabbos. Only because there's a bezdin. Because the Mishnah says that after they speak, the Mishnah and Rosh Hashanah 
So the riff had a bezin. The question is, do you need a bezin of smuchim? The Balamar says the riff didn't. The Rush says he did. We went to Spain to the riff. We tried to find out, but um, we couldn't determine. Says the Sachachavar. The whole Zuchus of Akedas Yitzchak is listening to the Chachme Yisrael. When Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos and the Chachamim say, don't blow the Shoifer. So, well, so what should we do? We should die? The Gemara says, we don't blow Shoifer, it's not going to be a good year. The Rabbis say, just listen. That's what you should do. You should listen to the Chachamim. That is a Zuchus on par with Akedas Yitzchak. It's the same thing as the Akedas. We're giving up we're sacrificing, we're jeopardizing our life to listen to the Chachamim. That's the Noais Hadasha, that's the Avnei Nezer, Chelek Aleph, page Kufnandah, number 17. Ravaran Kudler has a similar approach. Ravaran Kudler says, what's the purpose of the Shaykhah? To mix up the Satan. How do we mix up the Satan? The Satan says, look, if these guys love mitzvahs, I can't get involved. You know, the Gemara says, why does Hashem show the Jewish people favoritism? Because I tell them to bench on a Be'ah and they bench even on a Kezayis. That means when Klai Yisrael goes above and beyond the requirement, it causes Hashem to look the other way and to show us favoritism. And the Satan is silent. The Satan, as we said, he likes to talk. But when we start doing things, you know, extra carefully, he gets very nervous. Says Rav Aaron Kutler, when the Satan sees how careful we are in the laws of Shabbos, even though we're not showing carefulness proactively, we're showing carefulness uh, passively. We're not blowing the shoifar. Lest someone find in the Rishus Harabim a shoifar and carry it mistakenly, thinking they're doing a mitzvah, that carefulness shows such chavivas for the mitzvah That what? That that's the zechus and it silences the satan. So, Marv Rabbi say, the new year is coming up, less than 48 hours. What's it going to look like? What's Tavshin Peydalet going to look like? There's a very famous Arach Lener, a very well-known Arach Lener, an iconic... Treatment and exposition of the Archanah and Pasha Sazinu in the Sefer Minchas Ani. Is Rosh Hashanah coming out on Shabbos? Is it good for the Jews or is it bad for the Jews? Right? That's always the question. Is it good for the Jews or is it bad for the Jews? He said we need to make a historical analysis. You know, in years that good things happen, years that bad things happen. So he goes through the history of the Jewish people. The year the first Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos. The year the second Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos. The year of COVID, Rosh Hashanah came out. Meaning afterward, we had to deal with the af- what they tried to do to us afterwards. No, I mean. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos. 
But on the other hand, the best years in the history of the Jewish people, Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos. Hashem forgave the Jewish people for the Egal, and the year Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos. We built the Mishkan when Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos. Why is it? Why would the, the worst years, you know, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Dickens, who is that? Yeah? Everyone knows, Charles Dickens says, what, when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. That's what he was referring to. Then later they, they put it about Yoyna and, and the, and the dog. So it's very simple. Somebody in the king's palace got into hot water. He was in big trouble. He was put on trial. He hired the best defense attorneys. They couldn't bail him out. And then everyone realized, you know, his wife has, you know, has the ear of some of the inside people over there. So the wife said, come on, what do you have to pay these guys hundreds of thousands of dollars? I'm going to go into the palace. I'm going to put in a good word for you. I'm going to get you off the hook. She comes into the palace. She sweet talks her husband through the case. He's acquitted. She was Melitz Yoisha on the husband. A few weeks later, another officer is in trouble. He also hires defense team. They can't bail him out. He, he remembers what the first guy did. He says, honey, you ready? She says, sure. The problem is, he didn't treat her that well. And it was obvious because she had lacerations on her face. And she comes into the courtroom and she starts, tries to sweet talk her husband out of the case. And the king's looking at her like, so he's turning, what's that? She injured. They just say, they point to him. He said, get out of here. He's done, he's finished. Says Archlaner. We're on trial. In forty eight hours, we stand before Hamelech Hamishbat. And our repertoire is being scrutinized. And we don't know what our faith has in store. And we need an attorney. We need advocacy. And that Sanegar is the Shaifar. The problem is, what are we going to do on Shabbos? Shabbos, the defense is off. We're in big trouble. No, don't worry. We always have our wife. She always bails us out. Honey! Shabbos is the Ben Zivug of Klal Shabbos is the Kala. Uchadoidi Lekras Kala. Shabbos is the wife of Klal Yisrael. She could bail us out when nobody else can. She has a certain... Uh, she has a way with words. Shabbos is going to stand by us. Shabbos is our partner. Shabbos is our Zivug. Provided that we treat her well. Provided that we care for her. Provided that... There's no abuse apparent on her face. Says the Aruch Lener, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. If you treat Shabbos well, 
she could be a very good sanegar. But if we don't treat Shabbos well, it could also be the worst of times. In a year like this, one of the important things to do is to upgrade one's Zahiros for Hilcha Shabbos. Because you want to make sure that when Shabbos comes in the courtroom, she's looking good. People are going to say, oh, that's a husband who takes care of his wife. That's what it depends on. A year like this, so what does Tavshin Pei Dalet depend on? It depends on Shabbos. It depends on Shabbos. We don't have the shofar. We don't have our attorney. We have something better. You just have to make sure you take good care of her. That's what it depends on. I'll tell you one more idea. You know who was put on trial? You heard about the story? I mean, this is this is not a this is not like petty crime, murder. You heard about this? He got off the hook. Not because the glove didn't fit. He got off the hook. And he killed his brother in cold blood. He just killed him. The guy, he, he, he started a little fight. He just killed his brother. You heard what happened to Kaya? He had a court case. And God acquitted him. You're off, you're putter. Off the hook. He sees his father. Dad said, no, what happened? What happened in the case? Guess what? I see, see, tshuva, v'nispashati. I did tshuva. And uh, Hashem uh, was nispashati. We, we, we struck a deal. Plea bargain. I, I'm, doing, I'm doing community service, you know? I'm doing community service. I'm mowing the lawn outside of Ganeda. What? You killed your brother. How did you get off? What does other Rishon say? Mizmar Shir Liyai Mashabas. What does that got to do with the price of tea in China? Mashmita Itzal Har Sinai. And other Mauritians said, I didn't know the Koyach of Tshuva. That implies, says the Arachaner, he knew Tshuva, he didn't know the Koyach of Tshuva. Says the Arachaner, we know that the Gemara tells us anyone who observes the Shabbos, even if he worships Avodah Zarah, Moichlen Lai. Let's think about that for a moment, says the Arachlaner. What's halacha in a regular case, capital case, you know, in front of Bezdin? A guy is warned, pal, don't serve Avodah Zarah. No, I have to. I'm just drawn to that Buddha. I just have to bow down to him. Pal, don't do it. We're going to kill you. And he does it. And he goes in front of Bezdin. And Bezin says, we told you not to do it. And we have Edim. And he says, ha, 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 guess what? You're about to kill me? Chatasi, Avisi, Pashati, Oshanu, Bagan, ha, I beat you, I did tshuva. I'm off the hook. Tshuva doesn't work. Tshuva doesn't work for a court in this world. You know you know that. Tshuva doesn't work for a court. Why not? Because the Torah says, Nefesh hachoyteis hutamos. Shuva does not work to save from Bezdin Shalmata. There's only one way for Chuva to actually work. The only way for Chuva to work 
is somehow if you could be recreated, if you're a Beria Chadasha, you could be recreated, then Tshuva could work. Remember we saw a few weeks ago, when was it? We saw a few weeks ago, the way Shabbos works is Hashem creates six days, and when you observe the Shabbos, Hashem, through your observance of Shabbos, creates the next seven days. So you're recreated on Shabbos. Shabbos could bail you out of the Toichacha. How does Shabbos bail you out of the Toichacha? Because you're recreated. You're created for six days. You keep Shabbos. Shabbos, you recreate yourself. If somehow somebody could get to Olam Haba and back down, so you're a new creation. In other words, you're right, I did the Avera. But that was... That was Ruvain. I'm Shimon. What do you mean you're Shimon? How are you Shimon? You were, you were standing here the whole time? No, you didn't realize? I went up to Elam Haba and I got back. No, pal, you're standing here the whole time. No, I kept Shabbos. Shabbos is Me'en Elam Haba. When I kept Shabbos, it's like I went up to Elam Haba and I came down back here to this world. Shabbos reveals the, the power of Tshuva, the Koyach of Tshuva. The way Tshuva works is that you're recreating yourself, you're a Beriachad, you're a new person. Shabbos reveals that the mechanism of tshuva, by the way, the Chida points out, vishavta is the same letters as vishabas, the mechanism of tshuva is a certain recreation of yourself. When Adam Arishan saw that Cain killed someone and he did tshuva, he said, what? You got to the next world? That's how powerful tshuva is? You know what? The koyach is stemming from that there's some fundamental connection between the process of tshuva and what actually transpires on Shabbos. So this year, Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos and we don't have the great merit of the shofar. But let's remember, we don't have the merit of the shofar. But make sure you think, Ribbani Shalom, it's worth it for me to forgo the shoifar because I prefer to honor you than to to try to access my advocacy. It's more important for me to honor your creation of the world by keeping Shabbos. When you're standing there before Musaf, think, Rebunisham, I know you would want me to blow shoifar. I know for me I would like to blow shoifar. I'm not doing what's good for me. I'm doing what's good for you. I am announcing to the world... You created the world in six days and you rested on the seventh day. I'm, I'm concerned for you. I'm not concerned for myself right now. Or like the Meshachach, or like uh, Avnei Nezah writes, this is the Akedah. I'm jeopardizing my life to listen to the rabbis. I'm not sure I get what Rabbi's saying, but I'm sure, I'm sure he's right. He knows what's good for us. And Rav Aaron Kohler says, we're confusing the Satan. Making so don't just go through the Shabbos. Oh, good. There's no shofar. There's no shofar, and there's a kiddush. It's great. I thought the sh- the kiddush was for the shofar. There's no shofar, and there's a- wow. But if you don't think for a moment why there's no shofar, you know it's hard to access all of these spiritual benefits. Think about the fact I'm doing what's good for you, Rebbeinu Shalom. Think about the fact, Rebbeinu. This is my akeda. This is how I show chavivas for mitzvahs. And the more we're able to upgrade our Zahiras and Hilcha Shabbos, the more our beloved wife is going to come in 
and silence all the prosecutors and silence the accusers and get us off the hook. That's the Kayak of Tshuva. Tshuva allows us to be recreated and that's the Kayak of Shabbos. Shabbos, we're being transported to Olam Haba. We come back down and we're a Baria Chadasha. I appreciate everybody's uh, coming to the Shurim, to Mechazik Me, and may HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us Siat HaDashmaya to come together for Limer HaToyra, Bez Hashem, next year and many years to come, the Siat Thank you very much. Agotiyar.